Welcome everybody to the Built Different Podcast. We are back another week, week two of our, our NFL journey together. It's going to be episode two of Gold Rush. And man, week 11, football, we're here, Thanksgiving. Here we are. Yeah. Happy, th- happy Thanksgiving to all the viewers. Um, obviously, this is going to come out after Thanksgiving. We're recording the day after Thanksgiving. Happy Black after, Friday to yeah, the viewers. Black Friday. That, that means it's Christmas time, man. It is. Tis the Hell season. Hell yeah. Tis officially. the season. Um, we got a lot of good things going on. We're going to dig into some stuff today. Um, so we're going to cover some NFC, some AFC East action. I think those are the two most important divisions right now um, for the playoffs and the rest of the league. We're going to give you some other top takes from Week 11. You know, Bill's, Bill's here, obviously. You know, Bill's in the flesh for another another good episode of Bill's Block. Tom's bullshit intuition. We got five and five. We got a whole bunch of good stuff lined up for you. Um, so, you know, with that being said, man, Thanksgiving. How was it? Oh, was it, oh dude, it was... I, I went to, like, four or five people's houses. Awesome. Oh, I was I was shot. I mean, I'm shot right now. I'm still, like, hungover still and just it. fucking the food. Tryptophan, just, man. Gets you oh every time. Oh, the baked mac just killed me. I, I had so many plates of baked mac. That is the number one the number one meal for me on Thanksgiving is the baked mac. Baked mac solid. I, uh, I, I'm a little weird. I'm a turnips guy. I could... Literally just plow <laughs> a bowl of turnips and I'd be happy. But <laughs> just you know, smoking a bowl of turnips. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's that's my under that's a sleeper pick for the sides. Uh, but my day was good too. Definitely bet the over on number of plates. Uh, I was over three and a half, and okay. and that cashed for me. Yeah, so you had four or five. Yeah, I I had four. Okay, I had four. All right, all right, you know, yeah, the, that's cool. They knew where to set the line. Yeah, but I, hopefully I think, a lot of people made money on that bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just me, and Less you know, you, even so, you even when you win on that, you definitely still lose. <laughs> I was feeling it last night, but drive that drive home because I live thirty minutes from where I I go everywhere. That nope. drive home was a disaster. Exactly, <laughs> I almost fell asleep too. a couple times. It was rough. It was, it was bad, it was man. Rough. But but those games. Games were excellent. Those games, honestly, I think we we got treated to a good, good slate of games. I I'm not statistically backing this, but I those are the best games that I yeah. remember, remember in, from Thanksgiving, right? in at least a while. Yeah. You know, it goes back a few years. There's definitely been yeah. some really good ones because mostly the good gritty games that I remember come from Christmas. When it comes to holiday football, yeah, most of yeah. my memories from good holiday stuff happening is. That's and I'm thing. an Eagles fan. So you guys, you guys know the one play, yeah. the one play, but yeah, so. yeah. I I really like the whole slate. I think it proved a lot. I, I think we got a lot of meaningful stuff. So the timing of this episode is pretty perfect. Uh, Want to just kick us right off, starting with Lions versus Bills, and you know Bills second game in what five days or something like that at Detroit. Uh, but it, I really think that we learned a lot about both teams there. I think the Lions may actually have something. And, you know, I do you feel that the Lions keeping it close? And really, they should have won that game. I, yeah. I want to get into, like, why they didn't. Uh, but do you think the Lions are legit? I, I, think, I think this win for the Bills, or this game in general, says a lot more about the Lions than it'll say about the Bills. I think the Bills, they're... Right now, I mean, they're they're still winning their games. They're greasing the tires a little bit. They're fixing some kinks and, and everything that they got going on. But for the Lions, man, I mean, this is what I've said all year. Like, you know, when the Eagles struggled with them week one, I, I saw that offense right off the rip. 
they they get a defense with this team, and the defense has played a little bit better as we as we get sure. week, week over week. Their defense is improving. I mean, not, not a lot of people are paying attention to the Lions. Yeah. But Jared Goff, you know, I think it was wrong place, wrong time for his placement on the Rams. They needed a quarterback that was going to win them the Super Bowl, and he wasn't it. But I think going to Detroit and getting to rebrand himself, refocus, retool and everything, I like this team. I, I do like too. this team. I, I mean, too. obviously improvements need to be made. Yeah. But for a start, this is a spicy little team. And they've given a lot of teams some very close heartbreaks this year. They have. They have. And there's still a lot of rest of the season to go. Yeah. Yeah. They're... They got to be up there in terms of games within yeah. one touchdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really recall them losing more than one game by more than a touchdown. So they, of course, yeah. they got wrecked by the Patriots, yeah. but outside of that, they keep it close and they're always within striking distance. Yeah. Uh, one guy that I like that I will definitely end up talking more about during one of the leader of men segments is Dan Campbell. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love Dan Campbell yeah. uh, since he was an interim coach at Miami, and I do wish that we stuck with him for a little longer. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with how things yeah. end up and where we are today. <laughs> right, but, right. You know, I think maybe things yeah. would have been a little different, a little sooner in Miami yeah. if we if we gave him an honest shot. I think Aaron Glenn has that defense starting to plug a yeah. little bit, you know. Yeah, it's it's looking like they they're yeah. starting to, you know, know Malcolm Rodriguez, so man, he he was not oh, supposed to be yeah. a starter yeah. in this league and he's making plays making the most of it. Out. Yeah, so of his it. growth has been tremendous. I I think yeah. he's only going to get better. This is going to be a pro bowl linebacker in this that's, league. That's that's the huge thing for Detroit is the growth. That's yeah. what you need from this season. You need you need the growth from everyone from top to bottom. Like you said, like defense, you need the growth there. You needed to see the growth from Jared Goff. I think this season, in a season where... I'm not saying the Lions came into the season like, oh, we don't want to win. Yeah. But I think on their little checklist that they made before the season, I think they've checked off a lot of boxes. Besides one being, let's try to make the playoffs or let's have a winning record or whatever. Yeah. That box won't be checked. Right. But the rest of the boxes, I think that they came into the season looking for definitely yeah they can check off given those are the boxes that really matter and if you listen to the jamal williams speech on hard knocks you know that the rest of these boxes don't mean a damn thing in that locker room yeah but i i think you still do have to look back and feel good about how close you can get and i think dan campbell's really got some things to learn i he's a tremendous leader of men but he's still (laughs) figuring out the situational game management stuff I really think if he had gone for it and instead of kicking that field goal that tied it up with about 30 seconds left, yeah. uh, I think they were – they had the Buffalo on their heels. to make that touchdown, yeah. Right. And so they, they, they were driving. They, they had the Bills a mess. You've got one of yeah. the best short yeah. yardage backs in the league right now, Jamal Williams, who oh, came out of nowhere, has more touchdowns this year oh, than he had the rest of his career yeah. combined. Isn't he like third in touchdowns in the league? First, first? He's first? Yeah, yeah he took over first. And, Ooh. you know, it does help when you play before everybody else on Thursday. Well, but yeah. it, he had but it going into it too. So. Regardless, he can feel happy for, you know, a couple, like three days that, it, that he's the number one guy. I think he'll yeah. hold it through the weekend as yeah. well. You know, he he's – I want to say two touchdowns ahead of Chubb right now who, you know yeah, – Tampa Bay is not the easiest matchup against yeah. running backs. They're not what they used to be. I don't be. see him scoring two touchdowns against the Bucks. Right. I, I think he's going to get his one. So, yeah. you know, I, I do like 
that conversation, who's going to end up with the most touchdowns. I don't know if it will be Jamal Williams, but either way, I think he could have gotten you a couple yards there. Yeah. And yeah. It, just keep the chains moving. They have 30 seconds to get yeah. down the field and maybe kick that field goal to put it into overtime uh, yeah. with no time left on the clock at minimum. But maybe they get down there and they score a touchdown yeah. with even less time left. And I, I don't know. I, I keep coming back to Jared Goff, and I'm sorry. I don't know why. It's just like Jared Goff, I'm just so proud of this guy. Yeah. Because it's I'll like he, he could have easily, after getting traded from the Rams and then watching his, his replacement win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. That, that could have easily just destroyed his career mentally. Absolutely. But he's out there every game just in it, trying to fire up his teammates. Like He's a dog. and I, This is the part of Jared Goff that no matter what happens after this year, mm-hmm. If he's traded to a different team and goes and leads someone else, or if he stays with the Lions, yeah, I don't know. I think Jared Goff's going to re-enter our hearts next year. I it's, truly believe that. I hope you're right. Yeah. Uh, the Lions do have a chance with this much season left to win enough yeah. games to get out of good quarterback position for the draft. Yeah. I really think they will do that. I and think. I think they should. I, I, I'm not, again, I, I, I'm completely confusing with this take that I'm making. I think they should go for whatever improvements that they can make. Because, again, at the end of the day, it's about winning the Super Bowl. Yes. But Jared Goff, this is what I think he needed for his career. Everything that's happened these last two years. Because I think greatness comes when you're molded in the darkness. And that's exactly the storyline I give Jared Goff. I I would be surprised if he's Batman. That's a solid line. (laughs) I I would be surprised if he's Batman. He's not really (laughs) built like a Batman. But uh, (laughs) I, I do think... They're uh, what I was just saying is they're getting themselves out of position where they aren't going to be able to get one of those top notch quarterbacks. Yeah. But at the same time, they'll still be in range where they can get one that has a little bit more raw yeah. talent. Even if it's somebody in the second round, third. Yeah, round, somebody like, they yeah. can build yeah. uh, behind Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff is a great teacher. Yeah, a, a great tutor, and, yeah. and he has skills that can translate. So you know, I I think the Lions are on a road to success. They're just not driving crazy fast right now. So on the Bills side of the ball, I think Josh Allen said he did exactly what I always say he does. He throws to the wrong team, uh, continues (laughs) to lead the league in interceptions. Uh, He kept the Lions in this game, given the Lions played great defense. But uh, it's not looking fantastic for Josh Allen right now. And he also made some great plays. Don't get me wrong. He is the reason that they did win the game. The pressure's building, though. The pressure's is. there, and I think this is this is the test for Josh Allen, yeah. I believe. And it's it's either going to separate him from many quarterbacks in this league or it's, it's going to group him mm-hmm. with many quarterbacks in this league. Um, I think the win over the Lions, like, yeah, it's the Lions, but the win over the Lions, I think, is huge. It means more. you got to keep yourself afloat. If right. you're going to struggle, you got to at least keep your team winning, keep your team afloat. Um, it, it's going to be the pressure's there Josh Allen like yeah. if you if you really want it because I know you've said on a couple different occasions that you consider yourself one of the best quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. league your fans say you're the best this is this is the time to actually prove that right and right. this playoff run is going to determine that whole thing correct correct and I don't I don't want to hear after this is all over that you were fighting an injury either yeah I'm tired of those excuses yeah that that wouldn't mean anything to me uh, ultimately if you have to sit down and heal for a week your team can win one without you and you don't need each one of these yeah. wins. You might for the division. Yeah. But if you're co- that confident in yourself, you can take some games on the road. The Super Bowl's on the road anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. Why not take the week off, heal up, get better, be the best version of you for your team? But I will say, if 
on your worst days, <laughs> you can still come out with a win. Yeah. You're still playing great. Yeah. And if that's where your floor is, that's fantastic. But at the same time, they shouldn't like it shouldn't be this close of a game with the Lions. Like Correct. you're scaring yeah. a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're scaring a lot of people. With that. Yeah, you, you can't. It, it's tough to say that we're saying the Lions are actually a, a, a decent team, and you know the Bills aren't that good, and Dead. it should be shouldn't be close. It's a it is a confusing take, but it's the NFL, and that's why I love football. Yeah, there's a lot of parody in this league, yeah. so uh, you still you have to just win the game. It, it doesn't really matter if you win by four. And then that's why I said it's like you know Josh Allen, he's struggling, yes, but you pull out these wins and you just keep moving because that's momentum within itself. Like this win here, like yeah, you struggled, but you you led your team on the game winning drive to win the game. Yeah. You know, whatever happened with the Lions, you know, the call, whatever. You know, you led your team on that final drive. You got them to win. You can go into next week. Come with a better game plan. I, I just, I, I like it for the Bills. Because it, it wasn't, it could have been a disaster. It could have easily been a huge loss. And then we're sitting here like, oh my God, it's time to panic about Josh Allen. Right. And I would have totally been on board with that if they lost. <laughs> right. But it was a nice little tough Tough scrap win. Still feels good when yeah. when they walk out of Detroit and finally yeah. get, finally get out of Detroit. But a little bit more of an interesting game with a little bit more on the line: the Cowboys and the Giants. Yes. How do you feel about it? It was less interesting to me yeah. in terms of I really thought the Cowboys had it in the bag for yeah. most of it, even when the score was close early. Yeah. I know they turn into a, a one possession game with yeah. eight seconds left on yeah. the Richie James touchdown. Uh, which helped me out, yeah. covered the spread, and appreciate that. Thank you, Richard James. Uh, <laughs> but really, the Giants don't have what it takes anymore. I, just, I think if they stayed healthy, this is a different conversation. Yeah. But they lost so many receivers. I think this was the Odell Beckham Bowl. I think Odell now signs with the Cowboys. I think he was really going to go to whoever yeah. won that game. Uh, because if the Giants were able to squeak out a win then they would have been a better team, and Odell yeah. would have really brought them to the next level. Yeah. But now the Cowboys are clearly the better team. And me, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of sit back and I think, what would this year have been for the Giants if Daniel Jones wasn't their quarterback? And for me, it's just, I, I see what the Giants tried to do with him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not closing the door fully on him. I see what the Giants are trying to do, and they're not dropping their pride. That's my issue with the Giants is they're not dropping their pride with Daniel Jones. They don't want to admit that they made a mistake by putting all the eggs in this basket, yeah. and they, they're going to keep throwing them out there. I hope this is the last year because you finally have the good fucking team that you desired for the last like five to ten years. You got the amazing running attack, you got the amazing defense, and you got the good coaching. That's everything that the Giants have asked yeah. for. Just get some mediocre quarterback in there. And do what you gotta do, cause that's my problem with Daniel Jones is he's not even good enough to be mediocre in my opinion. Like yeah, he can run, but his decision making is horrible. His chemistry with his team, I don't even see it. Like I just, it's just god awful to me. Yeah, he's won you guys some games this year, and you know the Giants they were believable for a second, but I'm I'm done with this guy. I get I, but it. I'm happy though. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't know why I'm cheering so hard for them to get rid of this guy. Yeah, but... yeah. Appreciate you laying out the yeah. path to success for them. Yeah. Uh, so here's where it gets interesting. Uh, Joe Judge on his way out of New York, the one thing that he wanted to happen, he didn't yeah. care about. He didn't want to point fingers or anything. He wanted to make sure that nobody's slandering Daniel Jones' name. 
That's his parting gift. Is like this guy that didn't play well enough to save your job. He said he would run through a wall for this guy. That's what he wanted his last statement to be to the media. But it's like so this guy's clearly uh, Daniel Jones is a good leader of men. And you want that out of a quarterback. It's somebody that the locker room loves. And we're going to get into this in a little bit. Uh, But something, somebody that's somewhat similar in terms of maybe talent level. Uh, I think Daniel Jones has a much, much higher ceiling than this guy. But this is a guy that I'm about to name and see if you can name him for me. But the head coach for this quarterback said, I don't care if he's not playing that well. The rest of the team plays better when he is on the field. I can't guess who it is. It's Taylor Heineke. And that quote was from Ron Rivera. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, with that said, even if Daniel Jones isn't playing his best football, and I think he is playing okay football, I don't think you have the talent around him. With a hurt Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton's okay. He should be a number three guy in the league. Yeah, but at at the end of the day, I I feel like if the Giants had a good quarterback... In, in that helm, I think no matter, even if they lose this game, even if the health persists, like like you said, Odell takes them to the next level, and I agree with that. Yeah, he tore his ACL, coming off after a long time again of not playing football, but he would have plugged right in perfectly with, I, I'm not going to say Russell Wilson, I don't know why, that was the first thing that came to my head, <laughs> but if the Giants had a better quarterback, I think no matter what happens, Odell goes there. Because you, you want to be able to attract these guys to come to your team. Yeah. And you've built a good team without necessarily doing that. But you need a couple of these players to bring you to that next level. And if Daniel Jones is going to be the, the guy that's your quarterback, no, I don't want to get thrown to by Daniel Jones. He might be a good dude. He might be, you know, a good locker room leader. But, like, if, I, if I'm going to go win a Super Bowl, if I'm a, a wide receiver and I want to go to a team, I'm not going to go to the team that's the Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm going to Dak Prescott. Right, right. So it's tough because the Super Bowl winning blueprint right now is that it's attracting free agents. But the past two were free agent quarterback signings too. Right. Alongside of those, you're able to sign some other guys. That's a good point. Bill Bill with the good points here. So we need to figure out if, you know, the chicken has to come for the egg here. But... You need to be able to attract free agents in order to win the Super Bowl. There's no question around that. If you look at the contenders right now, the Bills, they brought in Stephon Diggs. They brought in Von Miller. They brought in already established guys. And they built a roster out of that. If you look at the way Tampa Bay and the way LA did it, it, they brought in established people. This isn't ground yeah. up draft talent yeah. and, and then win with that alone. You probably need a mix of the two in order yeah. to be consistent. And the mix of the two is what's going to really set your franchise off for really good success down the line. Because as you see with the Rams now, they're absolutely garbage. and They got old very fast. There, there's because a they good shot them. that I don't know. We're, we're probably going to have to see a Rams rebuild for them to be good again. Because like it's the injuries, the age... A lot of people left that team that were there last year that made the team good. How do you there. rebuild without draft picks? But exactly. <laughs> so they're they're a disaster. And yeah. with the Giants, you you're in this position where you've built this really good team. Go get a couple of guys. 
Again, I mean, Daniel Jones, he could come out and absolutely gunsling yeah. next year. Whatever the case may be. But my thing is Saquon Barkley is such a generational talent. You finally got him healthy. You finally got him pushing numbers. You finally got him where you need to. Running back careers are short. Get Put your foot on the gas pedal. Right. And it's either Daniel Jones got to either hack it or he's got to go. I just right. don't think he's the leader of, of a winning Giants Super Bowl team. Yeah, and you very well might be right there. There are very few quarterbacks in this league who are Super Bowl yeah. talents. Uh, so, and I don't know if Daniel Jones yeah. will ever be one of them. Danny Dimes. <laughs> I think he's got the potential. I think he's got I a cool nickname. See, yeah, he, he has a great nickname. I, I have to see a little bit more out of him. I have to see what he can do with decent receivers and healthy receivers. Because yeah. Kenny yeah. Galladay was supposed to be that guy. And it, you can't understate how... Bad. terrible yeah. that move ends up being yeah. but that's not Daniel Jones fault it, yeah. it, he's not getting separation right. when he's on the field he's barely ever on the field well, Galladay I just he I don't know well we'll have another conversation yeah. about Galladay every day because that's just a goddamn shame right <laughs> I, I love diving into receivers yeah. we'll definitely do that more so, but uh, moving over to the Cowboys Cowboys yeah I think Cowboys look rock solid, man. Yeah. This is a I have team no, to be feared. No complaints. I have no... I'm not going to shit on them. I might have a whole take that we're, that we're about to get to when we talk about the NFC East. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't want to necessarily say I like them um, for a Super Bowl win, which, like I said, I'll, I'll dig into. But this game, it's like they're coming in week after week and just taking care of business. They are. And I think I'm not going to have a full opinion on them until they face the Eagles again the second time this season. Because they got destroyed by the Eagles the first time. Right. Um, but that was also without Dak. Right. So when Dak um, is there and they face the Eagles, I think that's going to be their ultimate test on what do they need to shore up. Or maybe they don't need to shore up anything. Maybe they just right. fucking guns a blazing right into the playoffs. Right. It's a good team. Yeah. And I, like you said, we're going to leave it here to an extent because we'll definitely be circling back yeah. when we talk about the division as a whole that's on the agenda today. Uh, but to really sum it up, they're winning the games they're supposed to be winning with Cooper Russian at quarterback instead yeah. of Dak. Not many teams can do that with a backup quarterback. And I don't think Cooper Rush is a generational talent. The last two weeks, Dak Prescott's hit those stretches that I told you that that he was going to hit. And if he, he hit did. those stretches, he they did. were going to win very good ball games. <laughs> and, and they are playing better with Dak at the helm, especially yeah. when he's hitting the hip thrusts. So, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. So uh, with that said... It's a really a solid team. They're stacked from front to back yeah. on both defense and offense. Uh, I love Micah Parsons. I think I love Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch yeah. is solid too, but I think Micah Parsons is oh, going better. to be yeah. probably the best defensive player in this league for a long time. It's a good take. So yeah. we'll circle back to the Cowboys, but overall, all good things that you saw there. That was probably the worst game of the day on Thanksgiving, which even that, that was better than what was, you typically cool. get. So cool. uh, on to the nightcap. A very tense game, like a very like, it just it felt right that this was the night Thanksgiving game. It and was. I didn't expect this game to be as good as it was because I'm not a big believer of this current Patriots team, even though it's Bill Belichick and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, so the Patriots, they lose to the Vikings. The Vikings, they ultimately come up and, you know, they close. The, yeah. they, like they've been, I mean, that, that Cowboys game, yep. whatever. But they came up big and they closed yet another close game. They did. They did. Yeah. This, this game did not pan out the way I expected it to at yeah. all. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring affair. I thought it could have went either way. 
I was right about that part, but really I thought the the Patriots defensive line was going to dominate. I thought the primetime Kirk Cousins was going to flounder. Neither of those things really happened. And Justin Jefferson was able to get downfield and run amok against that secondary. And that's a good defense that really Minnesota torched, but Mac Jones looked good too. And that's what I was going to say is that Mac Jones for coming back of all the the media, of all, you know, with the zap shit and yeah. all this stuff, for him to come back and have this game, I think this is going to be huge for him moving forward and the Patriots. They needed this. Right. Because he was very wishy-washy. There was a lot of people not believing in him. And to go out and put up 382 yards and two touchdowns against the Vikings at night, prime time, Thanksgiving. Yeah. That was a cold performance. Right, right. Yeah. He, Win or lose. That he, was a cold performance. Yeah. He outguns yeah. Kirk Cousins. And, you know, he didn't have his running backs producing like he's used to. They were, they were running back performances away from winning this game. Right, yeah. right. And Ramon J. Stevenson, he averaged over five yards a carry. I don't know why they didn't get him the ball more often. I don't know why they yeah. weren't running. Because if you average five yards a rush and you just do it nonstop, you're going to win the game. Win the game, right. But, you know, he needs to get more than seven carries. However, the receivers stepped up for the Patriots. Huge. Aguilar with the awesome play. Devontae Parker with a few See, nice he was at, He was active on the catching end. I, I believe yeah. that's what it was because I believe himself on, on the paths that he was taking when he was receiving the ball, he was torching the, the Vikings. Yeah. Because there, yeah. there was a couple replays there where Stevenson, I was like, this dude's a good running back, but this dude really does have talents yeah. on the receiver level. The one takeaway that I have from the audio of that game, yeah. uh, the announcers were talking about the production meeting with Belichick. Yeah. And... Belichick stated that he likened the growth that he's seen from Ron J. Stevenson. Not the yeah. talent, but the, the growth. growth. Uh, that's huge. He likened yeah. it to Tom Brady. For Belichick to say that in a production <laughs> meeting, and yeah. he also talked about the reliability, that's what you want to hear. So from a fantasy standpoint, what you've known Bill Belichick for throughout his career is the complete and total lack of predictability at the running back position. It was Jonas Gray one week, and then, you know, whoever else. A bunch (laughs) of other names that you probably don't remember uh, the following week. Sonny Michelle has his little flare up. Uh, But I think Ramondre Stevenson is here to stay. I hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah, LeGarrette Blount was the only other running back that you can compare. Probably in the whole Belichick era, or at least the past 10 to 15 years of it. Uh, that has been any kind of consistent. And Ramondre is going to be that guy if what Belichick if said it stands be. true. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, Belichick is full of head games. You never know if he actually means what he's saying. Yeah. So but we'll, we'll see. Overall, but I like Ramondre. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just this Patriots, they, they showed me something different this week. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm, I'm fully prepared to shit on them when it comes time. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, just Mac Jones, I think... Of everybody here, even on the Vikings end, and yeah, Justin Jefferson, another crazy rip apart your opponent performance. I still I give the huge props to Mac Jones. Yeah, because he he needed that. The Patriots needed that, and Mac Jones. I think you know he keeps playing like this. This Patriots team is dangerous. Agreed. Because their defense is amazing. I know they didn't really show it too much in this game. But their defense is amazing. Their running game is good. They got the receivers that that can support Mac Jones. Because I've always liked Devontae Parker. 
But Nelson Aguilar is super underrated. I, I can say that as an Eagles fan, now that we've won without him. But, yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. So that brings us forward. Uh, the next stat, that, which is pretty straightforward, that I'm about to throw out there. The 6-5 and five record for the Patriots now puts them at the bottom of the AFC East. That in itself is mind blowing. First, that the Patriots are now in the, the bottom of the crazy. AFC East. See what getting uh, but Tom Brady does for that division. <laughs> uh, but a six and five record is what creates that. If you look at the point differentials in that division, Bills number one with a plus one ten point differential, Patriots number two at plus thirty seven. But all four teams positive point differential. This division is really good, yeah. and it, they've seen some difficult pieces. Want to kind of break down one by one here. And we're also going to talk about the NFC East, which is arguably an even better division. Uh, We'll have that conversation. I think we're going to... I think the Giants have had a lot of luck this year. And the Commanders have gotten some weird wins. Um, I still still have the AFC East being better. I can say the same thing about the New York Jets, for sure. Yeah. Okay, but, all, right, all right, you got you got a good point. Okay, you got a good yeah. point. Got so, a good point. Uh, yeah. it's, these do happen to be our two teams' divisions, yes. uh, being a Dolphins fan, you being an Eagles fan. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of points can be made on both sides. Uh, yeah. But I think there's no question those are the two best divisions in the NFL. But we all thought it was going to be like the AFC West. Right. Like, you know, with the, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, we thought that was going to be a bloodbath. Um, but no, I mean, the East divisions are actually finally... Because it's like every year we hear the same thing. You know, the East divisions, they're going to be amazing. They're going to be, oh, it's going to be this crazy war. And finally, it's, it's what says advertised. <laughs> right, right. So who do, you, who do you have winning the AFC East? I do think the Bills pulled it out. It's, okay. they're, again, they're finding ways to win the close ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Miami sweeping Buffalo. So I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Uh, so I could really see them maybe even finishing with the with a tying rec- tied record, uh, but probably not. I think the Bills end up one game ahead. I do have the Dolphins finishing second, though. I don't think what the Jets have done is sustainable, yeah. and I don't know if they can win with Mike White at quarterback. Uh, we'll we'll see. I, I what happened to Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco is going to be the backup. Uh, so the the. I was actually banking on Joe Flacco being the starter. This is bad. The announcement that came over, and I thought this is wild all around. There's going to be two quarterbacks active on Sunday. It's going to be Mike White at starter. Joe Flacco is the backup. Zach Wilson is going to be completely inactive. Good call. I mean, I like that call, at the very least. I think that is... I mean, you have to have him active just in case for something devastating, but I like it just because he's been horrible. He has. He's and been absolutely dog shit, and they found a way to win, which yeah. is great. Which is why I'm very confused as why they want to put Joe Flacco into this situation, because he's proven, he's a veteran. Right. He gave you that a couple of really good performances earlier this year with the same offense. Yeah, and, you know, he he went one and two is, yeah. is kind of the oh, issue. Yeah, for sure. It, right. Yeah. He gave you good passing stat performances. He was throwing the ball 50-something yeah. times down the field. But he didn't win games. Right. And when Zach Wilson comes in, they did. And it's That's not the that they won because of him. Right. They it's won like... despite him. <laughs> yeah. But still, they, they game-planned in a way that allowed them to still win games. I think you have to figure out what you have. Yeah. I think Robert Sala is smart enough to know that 
this is a solid team. It's not a spectacular one. Yeah. And they're not going to go very far with Zach Wilson as he currently stands. Yeah. And talking to my Jets fan friends, it's his footwork. It's he's missing on screen passes. He's got the yips. He's not doing any of the fundamental stuff correct, let alone making the right reads, let alone yeah. making the throws correct it, down the field. And it sucks because like when it comes to Zach Wilson, it's like he was a meme in the offseason. And I'm huge on memes. Yeah. Like he was fucking people's moms. He was. How do you go from fucking people's moms to just sucking at your at your sport? Like that wasn't supposed to happen. You were supposed to just fucking shit on everyone this year. If anyone's <laughs> supposed to come into the season with all confidence in the world, it's supposed, supposed to be, be him. Zach Wilson. <laughs> like, and now he's he's hiding in a corner. Yeah. So the other piece that you don't like to see is I feel that he was benched just because the comments he made too. Because of the comments he made. How many people do you know that lose their job because of a press conference? Yeah. And Zach Wilson manages to do that. Because it was completely immature. His team's back. And that was completely immature of him. And I hope he takes that as a lesson because when your defense sat here and did legitimately every single thing to win probably the most important game of the season, I would say that game, because if they beat the Patriots, they're looking a lot better than they are right now. If, you know, if Zach Wilson just does anything that game, (laughs) just anything at all. Yeah. And anything more productive than he was, they probably win. <laughs> I, I can't argue that. And then, and then he goes on the press conference and says, it, it wasn't my fault. Or whatever he said. He said, like, it, like it was, I didn't let them down. Like, they said, did right. you feel like you let them down? And he said, no. And it's just completely, totally wrong. Answer. I'm on that press conference, like, almost in tears. Like, yeah, I am sorry that I went out there and shit the bed for this team. You guys gave me everything against... Bill Belichick's the Patriots, and I didn't come through. I am so sorry. This will never happen again. But instead, he's like, no. Fuck all you. Yep. I fuck, I fuck moms. Fuck that's everybody. That's, that's all I can bring <laughs> to the table here. Yeah. So now I want to circle back in the Zach Wilson conversation a little bit more about uh, what could have been different if he just wasn't a prick in the locker room. Yeah. Because his offense clearly doesn't like him. You see Garrett Wilson not in support during the press conferences. His defense clearly doesn't like him. You've got Sauce Gardner accidentally liking posts on Instagram and and everything. I love when rookies just step out of there. Like like, like when rookies specifically step up and just do shit like that, it's funny as hell. It's great. I want to like Sauce Gardner so bad. If he wasn't in my division, he'd be one of my favorite players in the NFL. I'd love a good corner. Uh, But... Man, it, I really appreciate him accidentally yeah. liking things on social media. <laughs> uh, so to circle back to what he could be if he did have the locker rooms back, yeah. he could be Taylor Heineke. I think I if he had the locker rooms back, I truly believe Zach Wilson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than the stats and whatever the fuck he did this year. Because I think this year was horrible, but I don't think it's, it's Zach Wilson. I think the guy is talented. I think he has an arm. I, I think he's shown that on some occasions. I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's his attitude. I think he's got to fix that, and he's really got to get it together. Because he's talented, but whatever, it, I don't know if it was his ego. I don't yeah. know if it's injury. I don't know if he was actually really bad. I know it's not the coaching, because your coaching fucking led you to a lot of those wins this yeah. year. Yeah, um, and it's, I I don't know about any of those things. Yeah. I, I'm going to kind of play total devil's advocate on each one of those points. Yeah. I don't know if it was the coaching. I think it was the running game. 
Yeah. Uh, every time that the Jets have a running back that gets more than 60 yards rushing, that's their line. They have one running back that's more than 60 yeah. yards rushing. And their main, the main running back got hurt too, right? Brees Hall's hurt. Yeah. Michael Carter, I think, is He's a cool. very talented like running back. Yeah. James Robinson. I love James Robinson. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even gotten up to speed yet. He hasn't won yeah. that many games yet. But Michael Carter definitely has. Brees Hall certainly did. Yeah. So... They're going to have running back talent for, for sure. years to come. For sure. There's no question yeah. on that. And they know how what to do they need to do at the quarterback? They've position. always drafted good at that position as well. They have. So, they yeah. have. So, with that said, I don't know if he has the talent either. Yeah. If you go back to him getting drafted at number two overall, first off, it probably wasn't supposed to happen that way. <laughs> there probably were better options on the board. Probably could have kept Sam Darnold for and, all that. <laughs> right. And if you really dive into that draft, which we will at some point, we, yeah. I'm probably not taking Zach Wilson at number two overall. Oh, no. We but, should redraft. You know what? If we're going to do that in the offseason or maybe a little bit early, we're going to redraft that. Yeah. Draft. I, I think we might redraft a couple. I think there's some really interesting quarterback classes yeah. over the last four years or so. Yeah. Uh, but with that said... Coming out of BYU, he didn't really play against good teams. And when he did play against good teams, he played awful. Put him against a good defense. An NFL caliber defense is a whole different level than that. And And he can't do what he needs to do. And by no means am I sitting here saying that Zach Wilson has the potential to be some amazing, great star quarterback in this league. I just think he, he got the fundamentals and the start. To where a good coach can pick him up and do well, but at the same time, his ego prevented him from working well with this coach that he currently has in the system that's gotten him victories. So, hopefully, Zach Wilson learns a lesson here, and we'll see what happens. But it it's just another quarterback to throw in a very long list of names right now of, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Let me ask you this. Where do you see Zach Wilson in three years? Prison. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Zach Wilson in three years, I see him the quarterback of the... I see him being an okay quarterback of like a team that's going to be middle of the pack. Like, by that, a team that doesn't make the playoffs, a team that doesn't... You see him starting for a different team, though. Yes. The Jets are... The Jets, I think, with everything that's gone down, it's going to take Zach Wilson an extreme level of maturity and an extreme level of leadership to get over this that he does not possess. Especially in New York. He's an immature little fucker. He is. <laughs> and excuse my language that I'm, I'm just going off on a tangent here, but he doesn't possess the immaturity right now. Maybe if they were to give him three years, he's not going to accept the three years, and they're not yeah. going to give it to him. I agree. So, yeah. It, yeah. I think he ends up backing up Johnny Manziel for the FCF Zappers. I would love to see that. I think that's where he's at. Like, we got to free Johnny Manziel. Get him in the NFL for one game. No. Just, just um, put him in the Pro Bowl. But in my, my list, I agree with your list. Um, Bill's number one. Big, big point out that I want to make is that when it comes to the Bills, I like that they're trusting their running game more. Um, the past couple of weeks, I like that. Like they're noticing that Josh Allen's struggling throwing the football, and they're running the ball more. Um, I know Josh Allen was the one that led in rushing uh, yards the last game, but whatever. I think the most important thing for this team is the connection between Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs. Obviously, it won the last last game, um, and the game before that, they they both have had cheeky little 
end of the game touchdowns. And I think if, if that connection proves true, they can do a lot of damage. Yeah. They, they got to keep that intact. I think they will, and I think they'll come number one. Number two, the Dolphins. But I think they'll be only a game behind. I think the Dolphins are going to stay hot on the Bills. On the Bills. I think it's going to be exciting. I love, I love what the Dolphins have. I'm not counting them out in the playoffs. I'm counting them out in the division win, but I'm not counting them out in the playoffs. Because um, they're, they're, they're as much as a contender than the Bills. And if I'm being honest, if, if it was a game between the Bills and the Dolphins, I can't give you the winner right now. I can't. I, I know you're, you're, you're really happy to hear that. I, I, I know yeah, you are. I'm all right. I'm on board um, with that. I don't, want, I don't want any, if I'm Mahomes, if I'm Josh Allen, if I'm Lamar Jackson, one team I'm not seeing is, is the Dolphins. I do whatever I can at the end of the season to fix the seating, mastermind, just whatever you guys got to do, make sure I'm not facing the Dolphins. All Brooklyn Nets. Because that's a lot. Because like, imagine you're Josh Allen or Mahomes or Lamar yeah. Jackson and your opposition is this monster of an offense. Yeah. And a defense that's getting better week by week. Right. So it, it's not that the Dolphins defense should get feared by any means. Yeah. But when you see an offense that is really dictating games. One game of 30 points can end a whole season for anybody. 100%. Yeah. And the Dolphins have been over 30 in the last three for sure. But, yeah. you know, they're capable of doing it kind of the rest of the way out. Yeah. So And that wins a lot of all games. Yeah. I, yeah. I do anticipate another 30-point performance against the Texans. I also think it might come from a defensive score going against Kyle Allen in That'd his first huge. career start. That would be huge. But – I really think the Dolphins' season and, and wh- whether or not they can win the division is going to come down to kind of three games, but really the one game against the Bills in Buffalo. You know, yeah. it, that's middle of December, week yeah. before Christmas. That's nice. going to be a tough one. But also, I, they're going to get challenged by the 49ers. They're going to get challenged by the Patriots. The biggest thing with the Dolphins is they don't got pressure. They do not have the pressure right now. All this pressure is on the Bills and Josh Allen. Yeah. And Mahomes and like that, no one is sitting here putting the pressure on the Dolphins to like, oh, you guys gotta win. I think that'll come next year. Yeah, yeah. This is a good year for the Dolphins to go sneak in and just fucking knock a whole bunch of people out. Maybe win. Hey. I'm not. I'm not count. I love this Dolphins team right yeah. now and where they're at. And I can see it being a very similar run to the Bengals, where yeah. there isn't much pressure on exactly. them. They're able to ride just the excitement and, and Joe Burr, you know, and, the coolest guy yeah. on the planet for yeah. a little while. And two is a winner. Two is. Two. And I'll is. say it every single week until yep. until he proves me right. Two is a winner. Perfect. Yep. Tyree Kill's a winner, and Jalen Waddle is just gonna yep. come in and. Be the guy that no one's paying attention to because everyone's locked eyes on Hill. But, yeah. hey, you got someone just as fast, maybe a little faster than fucking Jalen Waddle, just on the other end of the fucking field. If you could it's see nuts. what the odds are right now for a Jalen Waddle Super Bowl MVP, I, I feel like I'm putting a couple dollars on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that would be epic. Because yeah. you can really see the run. Like, it's very feasible to look at that. Yeah. I'm not saying I expected the Dolphins to be in the Super Bowl this year. I do yeah. think they fall short. I, I don't yeah. think this is quite the year yet. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think the way that Coach McDaniel is, the way he leads, yeah. is not going to buckle once the pressure shows up. Exactly. I think he talks a lot about and mental faced pressure. Yeah, and as a coach has faced a lot of pressure yeah. so far, he so has. I don't think a Super Bowl is gonna. Well, I mean, a Super, or, you know, just these games at the end of the season yeah. aren't gonna. They're face not bigger him. than him. Yeah, and, and you know, he's a small dude, yeah. but still not bigger than him. <laughs> and, Two is a small dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's time. 
There's a lot of small toots, you know. He's got yeah. a lot of fight yeah. in him. But Tyreek Hill, that trade for him is the what I like to put in the forefront because yeah. he knows what it takes to win. He he's seen Patrick Mahomes rise to the occasion after sitting for a full year and then coming in and being the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. I think Tyreek Hill has seen so much that he he just adds so much to this team that I don't. I want to say they're inexperienced because of Waddle and Tua. Yeah. But then I look at Tyreek Hill. I look at the veterans on, on their defense. A couple more of their de- uh, veterans on offense. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I really like what I see. Yeah. But the Jets, um, I had on here that they were going to come very close to making the playoffs, but not making because of Joe Flacco alone. Because I think the veteran presence of Joe Flacco is good for a situation like yeah. this. It's a weird comparison, but it reminds me of Dusty Baker with the Astros. When the Astros had a lot of controversy, you plug in the really old guy, yeah. and he just writes the ship, and you get a lot of momentum off yeah. that. But if they're not going to go that route, I don't know what... I, I, I'll take the reins on this, because this is completely unexpected. I just dropped some <laughs> knowledge on you and said yeah. Mike White's going to be in here. Yeah. Mike White's going to come in and have a Mike White-esque game. This guy's yeah. got his jersey in Canton already. Yeah. He's got a handful of starts maybe in the NFL and yeah. he's got his jersey in Canton yeah. for that. First game where he had 400 passing yards against the Bengals. Jets take down the Bengals last year. Uh, yeah. Jets are one of very few teams that beat the Bengals last year. Right, exactly. That's, that's after a good point. Certain point. That's a good point. Uh, so he gets the Bears this week who are going to give them some good short field opportunities since Justin Fields yeah. looks like he's not going to play, yeah. um, which crumbled my daily lineup, by the way. That's a side note. I thought Justin Fields was going to tough it out. I thought the shoulder was going to hold up. Uh, no point, sim- though. Right, yeah. right. Don't yeah. push it. You're not yeah. winning anything this year. The Bears are 3-8. and eight. They can't win with Justin while. Fields. They <laughs> certainly can't win without yeah, They got a lot to figure out. So this is a perfect yeah. get-right game and, and hype up the, the young guy with Mike White. Uh, before they get to face the Vikings next week, then the Bills the week after, and then after these yeah. three weeks, Mike White has his one great game and then kind of comes back down to earth. Solid absolutely wants Zach Wilson to be the starter. He's the most talented guy in that room. Yeah. It's just whether or not he can get right there. Yeah. He has the most talent. It's not saying it's a lot of talent, yeah. but I think that Mike or that Zach Wilson is back when they're facing the Lions. And they then, end the season with Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, and then Dolphins. Which would be good for him to like, you know, get his feet wet again. It's just me. I don't understand it, as a Jets organization how you don't go with Flacco. I, I like Mike Way, you know, he's in Canton and everything. I love that. But like when it when it comes down to it, it's like, why not give Joe Flacco that try again? He's a veteran. He's he's stuck like Joe Flacco, what I love is that he's not gonna give up. Yeah. Like, I used to, I had a lot of criticism for Joe Flacco when he was a regular starter. Oh, my God, you should have heard me. I had a lot of criticism for that guy. <laughs> but now that he's just this old veteran dude that's backing up teams and he's there and he's existing, I like that he's continuously trying to prove to Absolutely. everybody that he can still do it. And he said it in press, kind of like, I still want that chance to yeah. get out there and win games. I just think that would be perfect right now for the, for the Jets. You need that old veteran guy to come in and just smooth the waters. Win or lose, just... Smooth the waters, give a nice four three hundred and fifty yard performance, thirty seven for sixty two or whatever the fuck he's he's gonna put up. That's a flacco whatever. Seen it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think you make a good point and that could be the alternative scenario. Yeah. If Zach Wilson doesn't get his stuff together, if he yeah. can't prove to his teammates, yeah. let alone his coaching staff, that he has what it takes to be a starter in the NFL within the next three weeks, then I think Mike White 
era ends in three weeks all the same, unless he can pull off an upset against either the Vikings or the Bills, then that throws this whole thing out of the window. But if he can't, if they go one and two in the next three weeks, uh, then I think we could see Flacco end the season. Imagine he wins the last, he just wins out. Yeah, I mean, I think I could see him if they win four out of that. You said the Dolphins are the last game on the docket. Right. If the Dolphins are secured in their position, if they're not fight, because I think the Dolphins have the tiebreaker over the Bills right now, right? Correct. So if if that could change, yeah. If the Dolphins aren't tied with the Bills or like they're one game behind, I don't really see them risking Tua or Waddle or Hill. I can see them kind of chilling that game. If the Jets win all the ones that they can in this stretch. If they beat the Bears and then they win those four in a row before the Dolphins game, they're going to go into that last game of the season with 11 wins already under their belt. Yeah. Guaranteed playoff spot if you get to 12, I feel. Yeah. But, you know, I think there might be a team with 11 wins that misses playoffs this year. Yeah, and a lot, obviously a lot of this depends on the Chargers and the, how yeah, Chargers they, if and they're going to their ta- if they're gonna play to their talent. Yep. Um, or not, that's going to be completely yeah. the Chargers. And, but and we'll definitely hit on the wild card yeah. teams. We'll hit Bengals and we'll hit Chargers. That would be a good, good topic for next week. I'll yeah. that, yeah. We're on it next right. week. Yeah. You look at the yeah. NFC yeah. East, I want to give you the mic a little bit with uh, talking Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, um, you know, when it comes to the Eagles, I don't necessarily think they'll lose another game unless they lose this Packers game. Um, or if they lose against the Cowboys, because I can definitely see that too. It It's a great team. I just, I think they'll finish first in the division for sure. Yeah. It's just when it comes to the playoffs, I I don't know. I think like if, if we run into the, the Vikings, I, I, I'm not sure. I know we've beaten the Vikings. I'm mm-hmm. just not sure if in a playoff scenario we can beat the Vikings. Yeah. Or if we run into Tom Brady again. Yeah, our team is much better than the Buccaneers. But in a playoff scenario, what I saw from Jalen Hurts last year, I need to see something different. I need to see yeah. something new. And under pressure this year, Jalen Hurts hasn't been the best. No. We've won. We're 9-1. and one. That's great. I, I love the team. Um, I think it's great that Jalen Hurts is struggling now rather than the playoffs sure. so that he can figure it out. Um, but... We'll we'll see, man. I'm just I'm not I'm just not sold on the Eagles right now. Just on inexperience and Jalen Hurts. Not, I I want to believe, man. Yeah. I want to absolutely believe that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for the Eagles, and he is gonna just rip it apart. And the Eagles are gonna be players, and we're gonna be in the the championship yeah. game before the Super Bowl. I just I understand <sighs> the hesitation entirely. Yeah. It's really hard to have faith in your own team when they've yeah. given you every reason not to right. over the course of your lifespan. Right. But <laughs> that's true. But I think AJ Brown is the difference maker. Yeah, and I think he will be able to bail yeah. Jalen out in times where he's not having his best game. He'll take a dump off to the house, yeah. and all of a sudden. Jalen can look at his stat line and feel a little bit better about himself on the day. Yeah. I do like that we kept Miles Sanders, too, because there was yeah. a lot of rumors that we might trade him or we might yeah. get a better running back. I like that we kept Miles Sanders because he fits everything that's going on. I wouldn't have nice. minded another piece. Oh, yeah, like Green Hunt or something. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, maybe that knocks Miles' confidence. So maybe yeah. it was the right move, but I, I would have liked a little bit more yeah. talent. 
I don't have a ton of trust in Boston Scott, kind of Gainwell. But, you know, yeah. Miles Sanders is good. Right. He's really good. He's had a couple hundred-yard games this season. Yeah. Um, I, I believe in him. But my, my biggest take um, in this discussion is going to come from the Cowboys, just real fast. Um, I, th- I think they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. I think the team is good. It's, it's just like at every position, what I find funny about the Cowboys is that every position, besides Michael Parsons, is that they have guys that are on the right side of above average, but nobody's the best. Right. I don't have one guy on that team, Michael Parsons included, because the defense is as, as a whole, is, a, is as a unit. I don't have one person that I think is going to rise to the occasion and really take them to the spot that they need to be taken to to make a run in the playoffs. I could be wrong, because this Cowboys team, not for nothing, and I hate saying good things about the Cowboys. I really do. But not for nothing, this team is really good. Yeah. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy, though. I think my, Mike McCarthy is a, is a big old bozo. I think That's that the Achilles heel. last year, the, the last play that they ran was perfect, like very perfect in seeing why... I'm not... Aaron Rodgers could have done better in a lot of those games. Yeah. But you can, cl- you can very clearly and precisely see what Aaron Rodgers was dealing with in Green Bay a lot of the time. Yeah. Because the decision-making of this guy absolutely doesn't exist when it comes to those very late situations where you need a perfect play. He doesn't have it. Yeah. He has nothing in his bag to come, to come out and win you a ball game in those scenarios. Right. And that's what scares me. And I... You gotta share that fear because Mike McCarthy hasn't proven himself capable in many of these situations. I don't think he's a great leader. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one we circle back to in a future leader of men segment. Not a fan of Mike McCarthy, yeah. but I think if you give any reasonably capable coach, which he is, I mean he's. Yeah, won. I mean he's not the worst. Yeah, he, but he wins games. I think he yeah. he is certainly middle of the pack. He's not very creative by any. Yeah. In a league where you got to be really creative. Right, yeah. but if you can be, you know, eight and three, just doing I mean, things pretty casually right now. But that's the Cowboys' way. It is. That's the, that's the annoying thing that I'm sure Cowboys fans are tired of dealing with. Is just right. you know they're putting up these good seasons, but when it comes to the playoffs, it's like. I don't see the one player that's going to get them there. But at the same time, they do have the good collection of players. But they're coaching. It's just... The one player that can get them there? Yeah. It's Tony Pollard. Yeah. I like him. And... Very underrated. I like that Ezekiel Elliott's kind of swallowed a lot of his pride to let Pollard shine. It certainly shine. feels like it. Yeah. And it's... We haven't heard anything for better or for worse to support yeah. that. But that's kind of why it feels yeah. that way. Well, but I mean at the end of the day, Zeke's getting huge money. If he if yeah. he was to be offended about that, he could have stopped this before it even began. Sure. And been like, I'm your running back. I'm making the money. You have to feed me the ball. But he's he's running with this running back by committee. Pollard's a beast. He is. Like I remember drafting him in my Madden leagues last year because of his like ninety eight speed that he had or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he, I, he's I, Got top notch speed, but he can be between the top guy and he yeah. can run it on the outside. Sure. He's sure. a really good running back in a league that doesn't have a ton of those. And really, him and Zeke are comprising what might be the best one two punch in the league. And I would agree with that. And yeah. I don't think there are too many tandems that exist right now. Well, my my only issue is like if they run in, if they run into a team that's good at defending the run, like maybe the Vikings, they're decent at, at guarding the run. 
even though they they ripped the uh, the Cowboys ripped the Vikings apart. So but traditionally, if you have a team that can stop the run, they can either they're good at stopping the inside or the outside. Yeah. Right. There's guys that stop the middle, and there's good yeah. containment. Yeah. And they have guys that can do either one. Exactly. And the offensive line yeah. is solid as well, so they can perform yeah. in either one of those scenarios. Some will prove that yeah. wrong. There will be some teams that can stop both. But right now, I don't. Nobody comes to mind that's How? just shutting down the run that they'd have to run into. And I know the Cowboys won in the past, but I don't know why people still call them America's team. It's that's something that should be dead by now. I, I hope it dies. After they lose this year, I hope it dies. Yeah, it's not going to. <laughs> but I, listen, there's. Gotta be stats that back up how many people are Cowboys fans versus other fans. Yeah, but it, that's fair. Who would you nominate as the viewer to be America's team? Give us a good reason why. Record a little short and we'll throw it in the next episode if uh, somebody gives a good... I feel like it has to be the Patriots. Because they're the, their name, the Patriots. I'm just going to shut that conversation down. We're going to move on <laughs> after, after that. Because that is going to go nowhere good. Alright, so give us you know some Bills block. What's up, man? What, right. What's going on on the fantasy end? So... In taking a look at this week's matchup, what I really wanted to do was build a lineup around Justin Fields. Uh, like I said, that kind of spurned the whole thing uh, when he's likely not playing this Back. week. If he does play, I don't really have a ton of faith that he's going to finish the game. I think the Jets are really going to get after him, uh, knowing that he is hobbled. So I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go to Justin Herbert this week. Uh, so Justin Herbert's my quarterback to start. Uh, that matchup is very tasty for a quarterback. I don't know if they'll be able to slow him down. However, I don't know who he's going to have for his receivers, so I'm not sacking this week. I think Justin Herbert spreads the ball around pretty well. Could be a little Josh Palmer, a little DeAndre Carter, like little that. Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, he passes to Eckler as well. Eckler like being a little pricier, couldn't like squeeze it. him into the lineup. Would have loved to get Eckler in there. Uh, but for running backs, I'm going Ken Walker against the Raiders. Raiders cannot stop the run. And yeah. Seattle, when they commit to the run, they can't be stopped. So I got Ken Walker as really my number one play of the week. Uh, then I've got Jeff Wilson from the Dolphins. Still a guy that's getting up to speed with the Dolphins playbook. I think there's nothing better to really get you acclimated than a, a match good old against game against Houston. <laughs> yep. uh, so he's my running back two for the week. I've got Travis Kelsey as my last spend up option. Uh, him against the Rams, I really think Kansas City's just going to have their way with the Rams. Yeah. So uh, against Bryce Perkins, he's good to turn the ball over a couple times. And usually Mahomes, red zone appearances. Like, yeah, Mahomes usually destroys teams like this that yeah. are like. With Kelsey, though. Like, right. he normally, like, feeds Kelsey in these Correct. games to, like, get him going. So Correct. I love that. And, and, and Kelsey yeah. still has a ways to go to climb the all-time charts. He's passed Gronk now for all-time yards. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he definitely needs some more touchdowns to really, really solidify his Hall of Fame career yeah. as one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end that ever played the game. Yeah. Uh, he's still 5,000. He's yeah. 5,000 yards behind Tony Gonzalez right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to catch that. That's just extreme longevity for Tony Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know. I can see the Kelsey longevity, though, because it, Mahomes is it's just... quite possible. Because, like, as a tight end, I, I believe a lot of it is just believing in your quarterback. 
I, I, and it's just if he believes in Mahomes, that I, I could see him play until like as long as Tony Gonzalez played. I could see that as well. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I got him for multiple touchdowns this week. So locking in on Travis Kelsey as a tight end for receivers. Bill's block is spicy this week. I'm loving it for receivers. I spend it up a little here with yeah. Terry McLaurin. I got Terry McLaurin against Atlanta. Atlanta gives up more points over the last. Four or five weeks, especially okay. than anybody else in the league to a wide receiver. Uh, definitely not strong at corner uh, in ATL. Uh, but home game, McLaurin, Heineke. Heineke loves McLaurin, man. And Good. they love That's playing so for Heineke. Yeah. They're absolutely going to draw some stuff up to just huck it to McLaurin. And Atlanta can't really stop it. They don't have the personnel yeah. to stop it. They don't have the play style to stop it. So McLaurin is probably going to be I, really a top five receiver this week, if not the best receiver of the week, in my opinion. Donovan Peoples-Jones coming in at my number two receiver. Uh, this guy's just been quietly solid all year long. Tampa Bay is average against receivers. This isn't really a kick on the defense type of matchup. It's just Cleveland, I think, can give Tampa a run for their money. Last week without Deshaun. It's the last week. Yeah, and Brissett has liked DPJ. Yeah. So Diamond Peoples-Jones should at least get eight, nine catches, which is crazy in a, uh, you know, in a PPR format. So very, very solid floor. Uh, he could end up with 80 yards, 90 yards, no touchdown, but that's still going to give you this, the, the bottom line that you really need in order to, to perform here. I have Demarcus Robinson, who, who Lamar loves and John Harbaugh loves. We really thought it was going to be Devin DuVernay last week. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, he couldn't even get my 35 yards. I needed to cash the prop parlay. Uh, but Demarcus Robinson really outperformed his yardage oh, total. It seemed like the Jaguars. 100, yeah, 130 yeah. yards last week, and okay. now he gets to go against the Jaguars. I really think they do what they can to keep Lamar upright and yeah. not running in games like this. I think Lamar should have less rushing yards. Still might get in the end zone with a rushing touchdown. Lamar's a fine play, but you know he's going to rely on the arm a lot more this week than normal. Uh, so Demarcus Robinson is an absolute lock. And I've got Nico Collins in the flex. Just had to go cheap there, but Nico Collins gets peppered with targets from Davis Mills. And you really don't know what you get with Kyle Allen. Plus... I love the pick on Miami's defense. So you got to go Nico Collins there. For defense, I've got Carolina Panthers. They, that's not a defense you hear a whole lot about. Yo, Bill's taking a swing. <laughs> but again, got to go cheap here just from spending up at the other positions. Did have $500 left over in this salary. But it is Russell Wilson. So. And it's Russell Wilson. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> Any defense against Russell Wilson is a defense I that I can trust. And that was Bill's block. That was that was a good one this week. That was spicy. I love it. So to go with, you know, Tom's intuition, which obviously it's more bullshit. It's more on just how I feel more than any stats to back it up whatsoever. Um, I want to start with a very interesting take. This could be, you know, the hottest take that ever hits this podcast. But I think that the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers are going to suck enough to get the Raiders, the Browns, or the Colts into a position, not to get into the playoffs, but at least make it interesting. I think Jeff Saturday's Colts, or the Raiders, or the Browns after they get back to Sean Watson. Because I think the Browns, they're 3-7 they're they're and seven right now. If they can sneak maybe this week's game, maybe. Um, Sean Watson, that hype alone could propel them. Could. But... You know, that, that's, that's just a big leap. That, that would take three teams to suck for one of those three teams to get in. Yeah. So that, that's a very, that's a stretch. 
But the second the second thing that I actually believe, I think Kyler Murray is going to rip the Chargers apart. I think this is going to be, listen, Kyler Murray, he's gotten to play a lot of Call of Duty these last couple weeks. He's happy. He's in a good state of mind. He's fresh off of some bed rest, off of some sitting in a beanbag or a gaming chair and playing some games. I think he's going to come in and he's just going to rip these Chargers apart and he's going to go back to playing video games. Yeah. He's not even going to give a fuck. Fuck everybody. DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think he's going to fucking go off. I, I think all that shit just, it just woke this man up even more. Yeah. All that shit talk from the last game. You play against the Niners. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Arizona, they, they, they faced the Niners. And the Niners, I think they, taught, they, they poked the bear a lot to where I think this game means a lot to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And I think if you're Kyler Murray and you're the Cardinals, this is a game that is very important. Yeah. Because you've got to keep DeAndre Hopkins happy. And if there's going to be any success beyond the season, because obviously, you know, they probably don't make the playoffs this season unless they go on a big run, you need to win this game. And I think Kyler Murray understands that. Kyler Murray is a baller. He's a double-sport athlete. I think, you know, very amazing, very talented. I think he's going to get the job done, and I think he's going to destroy the Chargers. Um, Last one. Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man. And I'm not going to tell you whether he beats the Eagles or not because I'm never going to tell you that a team's going to beat the Eagles unless the Eagles are tanking or whatever. But Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man. 350 yards. Wow. All right. Sounds intuition. <laughs> so to wrap us up, why not bring us through the 5-5? Five and five. Yes, yeah, so here's our records first. There's our records right now. I'm winning currently. I think Bill got me on touchdowns, but I got the record. And right now we're going with money lines to start. I'll hit mine, then Tom hits his, then we'll circle back touchdown scores. I've got Ravens over the Jaguars, which should be a pretty easy one, but line is set awful curiously. I think the Jaguars do make this very close, but Ravens squeak it out. I've got Falcons in the upset over Washington. I think Heineke connects with McLaurin uh, pretty consistently, but I think Falcons somehow are the better team. And Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. They did take a big hit with Pitts. I mean, I know Pitts was struggling this season, but... Yeah, he... So that's the thing. Pitts wasn't struggling. Pitts wasn't producing for fantasy, but he was an all-star tight end. If you really look at the blocking and and the scheme. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, you know, they are going to miss him. That's going to hurt. But... And Washington gets Chase Young back, so this is a close one. But yeah, that's uh, why I saw your Falcons pick. I was like, yeah, yeah. But I do like uh, the Falcons to pull off the upset. Yeah. I really think Marcus Mariota has a huge that. game this week. I need you to bet on that. Uh, I've got Broncos yeah. over Panthers. I I don't think the Broncos do a whole lot here. Hence the Panthers pick. We keep shit on Russell Wilson, but I think it's like, come on, Russell, come it's on, Russell. Happening. It's gonna keep happening. <laughs> So I think the Broncos do just enough to win against a completely depleted Panthers team. I think Sam Darnold throws the ball to the wrong team more yeah. often than he throws to the right one. <laughs> so I've got the Broncos beating the Panthers. Panthers are just doing fucking whatever. Right yep. Now. <laughs> yep. just... I've got the Chargers over your Kyler Murray and Cardinals. I don't think they have what it takes to beat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I think Chargers finally getting a little healthy. Mm-hmm. Still banged up for sure. Still one of the most banged up teams in the league, if not the most banged up team. Uh, but I think they're healthy enough for Justin Herbert to really sling it. And I think on offense is really where they need to be. Their offense needs to be their identity. I know that you got Khalil Mack. I know they're they're pretty stacked on defense too. Plenty of talent on that side of the ball, yeah. uh, but the offense being healthy enough should lead them to to some success here. Lastly, I have the Browns in the upset over Tom Brady in the Bucks. 
Uh, the Browns need it. And like yeah. you said, I, I mean, it's this is the one that they need in the Browns, order to yeah. maybe have a chance. And, the, and they, they got to understand that because it's like the, the Browns win this game. There is a very good chance that you can insert yourself with these other teams in the playoff picture. Because right. you're going to get one of the best quarterbacks back. And that man, if he doesn't have... The most to prove, yeah. I, I don't know what. If that man doesn't come back with a fiery passion, big chip on his shoulder, fuck this whole league type yeah. of attitude, I'm going to be shocked and I'm going to really be roasting that man. But yeah. <laughs> And I look forward to that. I think we might end up doing just that. But yeah. I don't know if it's fair. Rustiness. Somebody that's yeah. been off of football for yeah. as long as he has been. Uh, but, it, you know, I think plenty is fair. We yeah. can talk all the shit. We I want to see yeah. the hunger, though. Even if it's a bad game, I want to yeah. see the hunger. Yeah. I want to see the... But either way, this there are going to be a few of these, I think. But this might be the last time that the Browns have a chance. This is their to last hungry. chance for their season. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think they're fired up. I think they beat the Bucks. Yeah, that's good. Over to you. So I have the Bengals over the Titans. Um, I think you know the Titans. They're they're in a good. This is this is a good game. This is a better game than I think a lot of people are going to realize. I think it's going to be a very scrappy in the trenches game. Obviously, Derrick Henry brings a lot to that. But I think Joe Burry, uh, Joe Burry, Joe Burrow, I think Joe Shiesty is going to, he's going to pull it out. I think he's going to pull it out against the Titans. And it's going to be the start to a very phenomenal end of the season for Cincinnati where they lock in their playoff spot without a doubt. I have the Buccaneers over the Browns. I know I'm, I'm trying to set this scene and paint this picture where Deshaun Watson comes back. The Cleveland, this is for you. And then Cleveland goes on a magical run. But that team, it's Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady's on hes on a run. Tom Brady is having fun again. He's skinnier, but he's having fun. I think that man's depressed a little bit. Somebody help Tom Brady. But he's having fun when he's on the field. I don't think he's losing this game. I think he's going to keep – he keeps taking this momentum. Um, I don't – that Tom Brady, I'm, I'm almost saying that he might win the whole thing because of how everything's going down. But – I have the Cardinals winning against the Chargers. I have to be consistent with my bullshit intuition. It's gotten me this far in life. Uh, <laughs> I don't have no reason why they're going to beat the Chargers for you, besides the reasons uh, before. The Raiders, I have the Raiders over the Seahawks. I think they have a lot of momentum for no reason at all. I think it's perfect to get a sneaky win over the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks, I still think they're going to be in a good position after this game, regardless. Um, because of how the, the NFC is. But the Raiders, I, I like the momentum they have. I like that Devontae Adams is ripping the field. And I think Derek Carr, if there's anything that this guy wins games with, it's his fucking pride. And yeah. after crying last game, um, you know, winning, I think they're going to take that into this game and win. And then it's going to get a little spicy from there because then a whole bunch of, oh, are the Raiders going to make the playoffs rumors or they're going to begin. And it's going to be funny because they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but I have Jeff Saturday's Colts over the Steelers. Um, it's Jeff Saturday. That's all you need. That's and and end of end of my end of my five. All right, perfect. So on to our touchdown scorers. I've got Jeff Wilson and Ken Walker for the reasons I stated during the daily fantasy. Yes. Both prime matchups against the Raiders and the Texans, respectively. Uh, neither one of them have shown the ability to stop running back really even once this year. Uh, I have Tyler Lockett, uh, again, just on matchup alone. Seahawks getting the Raiders. Their defense is just atrocious. Yeah. There's nothing good about their defense right now. Yeah. Can't stop the run or the pass. 
So I've got him scoring as well. I've got Jonathan Taylor finding the end zone against the Steelers. Uh, Jeff Saturday, baby, uh, that he's got the offensive line playing better. So Taylor should find the end zone this week. I like anybody to really find the end zone against the Steelers anyway. Uh, Even with TJ Watt back and being more disruptive, a bit more of a unit now, uh, still Jonathan Taylor should find the end zone at least once. And I've got Rashad White uh, find the end zone against the Browns. Browns don't do great against running backs. If there's one area that they can stop, it is the pass. Uh, So passes to running backs. Side, though, they do give it up a bit there. So I do think Rashad White can find some success here. Uh, So those are my five touchdown scores for the week. I like that. So I have Jalen Hurts as number one. I think the Eagles are going to come out of the gate struggling really hard to throw the ball against the Packers. Um, but then I think they're going to figure it out in the second half, and Jalen Hurts is going to have his way with the Packers' defense. But I think in the first half, it's going to rely a lot on running, and I think that's where Jalen Hurts is going to get a rushing touchdown. I think he's going he's gonna to have a really nice, smooth play that gets him in the end zone against the Packers. I have Nick Chubb. I really like the matchup against the Buccaneers, as, as you had mentioned earlier in the podcast, so I'm definitely going with Nick Chubb. Um, to go with my take, I'm going D-Hop. I want to see him in the end zone from Kyler Murray. Um, the fourth one, T. Higgins. Joe Burrow's got to throw to somebody. That's his number one receiver right now. I think he gets the ball in the end zone. And then Devontae Adams, simply enough. Um, I think he'll I think he'll get two touchdowns against the Seahawks, but one, one touchdown for, for this. And those are the five that I had. I did, I did have uh, Jonathan Taylor, but I took him out to be. That's all right. Yeah. So I, I'll let you have the spotlight with Jonathan Taylor. I really like your Devontae Adams take. I, I, I think you might be right. I, I like yeah. the Raiders over the Seahawks as well. I think they're fired up. I don't think Seahawks are quite as good as they've yeah. played. I don't think they're as good as their record says they are. Raiders are and so I don't think weird. the Raiders are quite as bad as their record says they are yeah. either. They win the games that they're not I think supposed to. We, we should have a very interesting conversation when it's all said and done for the Raiders. Oh, man. That well, what, plenty what it could have been. Yeah. What this franchise could have been if, if they just Antonio pick- Brown wasn't a head case. Oh, man. If John Gruden didn't send emails. If we're diving if into all the didn't waters. murder that one woman. Well, I forgot his name already. Sorry. Yeah. But Rugs Rugs and- yeah. There's a lot we can talk about with the Raiders. <laughs> that team would That's be probably a whole episode. That team would be so nasty right now. Right, right. But here we are, Josh yeah. McDaniels, baby. So, <laughs> and so to wrap us up <laughs> uh, with a quick bonus bet, I like Devonte Adams for two plus touchdowns. I think that. Uh, very well should happen. Should be a close game, and that's the only guy that can score aside from Josh Jacobs. Throw him in for one as well. So your parlay, your same game parlay for that. We've got Ken Walker, Tyler Lockett, Josh Jacobs each with one touchdown, Devontae Adams with two touchdowns, and Raiders money. That's a lot line. of money. That should cash well. That, that, that's huge money. So And might as well take the over. My, I don't uh, think that's going to get you much more odds. My <laughs> bonus bet, and why I didn't include it in anything else that I said, throw some money on the Saints beating the 49ers. I think the 49ers, if there's one thing that's going to stop them, I think it's their confidence. Yeah. I think it's their ego. They're building a lot of ego in San Fran, which rightfully so. They have a True. very nasty team. Um, but I, I think I think they get shocked. I think, yeah. I think the Saints come out and beat them. And I think that, that has to have a lot of odds. Um, but it, it's not going to be something that cripples the 49ers. It's going to be yeah. something that the 49ers need. They need to be dragged back down to earth. I yep. think they definitely do. Because at the end of the day, like you said... Jimmy G's still their quarterback. Yep. So and they, people they, are talking about how good he is. People yeah. around the 49ers are, think he's a good quarterback right now, so yeah. they need a wake up call. They, they need a wake up call, and I think I think it's gonna it's gonna happen here. I think McCaffrey has a quiet game. 
I think Debo has a decent game. I think uh, Garoppolo struggles, and I think the Saints... Fuck it. Fair fucks to the Saints. That, that's my fair fucks segment of the day. Fair fucks <laughs> to the Saints. <laughs> and that wraps us up, so yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. With that being said... It's episode um, two. Episode two. We're going to surprise you guys with an episode three, actually, in a, in a couple days after this one releases. A little we earlier probably, than usual. Yeah, we plan on releasing, actually, another episode after the, the Sunday... Um, epi- games wrap up we're gonna film another one because obviously this is gonna be a shorter episode um, but we appreciate all you guys for for tuning in like subscribe follow sell your souls to us this is the built different podcast we appreciate you guys listening thank you